welcome to The Underage Lawyer. Today's episode is called On Wednesdays We Wear Black and looks at some of the strife your clothing can get you into when you're in a courtroom. On Wednesdays We Wear Black. You'd think that the professionals of law would be serious, dignified people who never count out to the vices of the public. The television series and movies certainly make it clear that the law is a special profession in which emotions are stripped away after your law degree and instead are replaced with a desperate desire to tear down all other competitors. The image of a lawyer is certainly the greatest pop culture reference and you will see many jokes in which lawyers are referred to as sharks. However, after spending six months embroiled in the reality of the legal profession. I think perhaps the more apt description of a lawyer, at the very least a barrister, is a teenage girl. Getting stereotypical here, teenage girls love to gossip, wear the right clothes, and heaven forbid that you fall out of the right crowd. If any of these things happen, it's next to the end of the universe. You cannot possibly imagine continuing on with your day. Watching the barristers in court is hilarious, and if you ever go to court to watch a trial, which you totally should, I bet you can spot these. To begin with, you must wear the right clothes. The title of the article is On Wednesdays We Wear Black. It was a phrase that stuck in my head when I was attending a trial the other week. I was wearing an orange skirt, which seems like a whimsical fact to give you. But I must tell you that I gathered so many odd looks and security asked me if I was lost. Because if you're not a client, you must wear black. Trust me, when you're clerking, you want a wardrobe like Wednesday Adams, because you will wear black with black accents. Occasional whites and greys are forgivable on juniors like myself, but oh my god, should you not wear orange. The clerkship chronicles are all about honesty and truly telling you what it's like to be a clerk, so I will admit that I found this hilarious. I spent half the day reminding myself to act like a grown-up every time someone commented on the colour of my skirt. I never imagined that something so simple would mean so much. What's more amusing than the tragic fashion decisions of a junior clerk is a submission made by flustered barristers most Monday mornings. Usually it's the junior barristers who make this mistake, but once or twice an elder barrister will be caught out and it's comedy gold. Picture this, it's 8am in the morning at the Supreme Court, bleary-eyed and clutching the first coffee of the day, a barrister enters the courtroom. They sit down and set their coffee on the table before spinning in their chair to tell their colleague the latest update to the brief. When they realise that their learned friend is sitting with their gown, elegantly draped behind them and a wig adorning their head. You can almost see the blood drain out of their face when they realise that they were meant to wear robes on this occasion, and to their horror, they have not worn their robes. The humiliation of this occasion is only made worse when the queen bee of the courtroom, the judge, raises their eyebrows at them upon entering the room. The ultimate despair of a barrister is for the judge to notice they've done something wrong, as, much like teenage girls, to lose your image in front of the most popular girl in school or the one in charge is to forfeit your entire reputation. The barrister must then be forced to stutter their way through an apology and thank his honour for their kind discourtesy when they are told they may be permitted to appear at the bar unrobed. Even better than wearing the wrong clothes is what barristers do when they're both in robes. I like to compare it to a peacock dance. A barrister's robe at least in Australia, is reasonably long and can be flung about when you're walking. It also has a tassel and a small bag near the nape of the neck. This heralds back to the early practice of law in England, where those wishing for advocacy of a barrister would place money in the pouch before the barrister would speak for them. Now it remains empty. But don't think the robe no longer serves a purpose. Before a defence barrister stands up to speak, they will always make sure to swing the end of their robe towards the centre of the bar and then stand up with a flourish. The result looks something like a peacock throwing its tail towards an enemy to frighten them. I think in many ways this is what's going on, because the implicit suggestion is, my robe is bigger than yours, therefore I am correct. 
But be warned, I haven't had the gall to ask any barrister why they do this yet, so I'm only speculating. Prosecution barristers tend to leave their opposition to flick their gowns about the courtroom, yet I don't think they're innocent of this postulation. Prosecution barristers generally prefer to grab at the lectern. I like to think sheriff officers like to only leave one at the bar table so that they can watch the tug of war between the two sides. Once they grab the lectern, they pull it over to their side, making it obvious that it is their turn to speak and the defence shall have no lectern to speak at. This obviously indicates that the prosecution has more important things to talk about than the defence, who are usually left to stand without a lectern, unless they grab back at the stand. What makes this even better is when there's a dispute over an objection, in which the defence and prosecution stand up only for a minute to 30 seconds at a time, and there's a constant flick-grab-flick-grab that goes on. The Australian legal system is an adversarial legal system meaning that there are two sides which battle it out in order to seek the truth behind an event and determine the guilt or innocence of an accused. The adversarial nature of the system brings about one of the most complex social arrangements that I think exists in Australia. And to explain the judge's role in this weird social verse, the other queen bee, think back to high school where there was only the super popular girl with her two best friends. You are always battling it out to be the only best friend of the popular girl. Defence and prosecution are the two best friends, and at the end of the day, she'll only favour one. So if you're wondering what it was like to be a clerk and you're still too young to do an internship, just watch Mean Girls. You'll get a good idea of what it's like to be in a real-life courtroom. Thanks for listening, everyone, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye.